BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're talking about creating your own Airbnb for side income. All right, Matt. So today we're going to be talking about something that's really interesting and something that you and I are both kind of on the ground floor of talking about potential side income by doing an Airbnb at our house. Yeah, absolutely. A little self-experimentation is what we're we're considering here. I love doing weird new things, especially if they make you money. Yeah, that sounds like you. And this is a weird (laughs) thing that could possibly make us some money. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that have been doing it for quite some time, making money. And I'm interested to see if it works for, for us and yeah, right. you and I both have uh, different potential avenues at, at doing this in our lives. And we'll explain those in just a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty pumped to talk about it and, and see what it looks like when it comes to fruition too. Yeah. By the way, so this is a podcast about saving money, but we want you to enjoy the finer things in life. You can't enjoy all the finer things. You can drive a beater car and drink awesome beer. And that's kind of our lifestyle mentality. And so that's why you might find us drinking kind of expensive beers most weeks. That's something that we're really, really into, but we've chosen wisely. And this beer, I'm really excited to taste it today. Yeah. Have you ever had this? No, I've this never one. had it. This is, a, this is a hard one to get too. Really? I think so. I thought so. Yeah. Rodenbach Alexander. So pop the cork. This, yeah. is, a, this is a fancy one. Comes Cajun cork. And Rodenbach is a Belgian brewery. Kate's used to hearing that. I just gave that a little sniff. There we go. Smells great. So uh, Rodenbach Alexander is a Belgian beer that is aged in fooders with cherries. So um, it, I'm expecting a lot of I mean, cherry. What's the difference between a fooder and a, just a, a barrel? So I mean, it's just like a, a big barrel, right? Yeah, the fooders are like enormous. Uh, and I think... I mean, it's, I, yeah, I've seen them, seen them before. I just was... I mean, I yeah. I don't know. You don't know why. Yeah, I guess just because of the just the size difference and the I think big barrel turned up on its side. Yeah, uh, not not a side. I guess sitting on its end, um, sitting in a brewery. Right, and I think probably in the U.S., probably New Belgium out in Colorado has some of the biggest biggest fooders out there. Or has like the most. They've got a bunch, and they age a bunch of tasty tasty sour beers in their fooders. And so this road in Mike Alexander's got cherries in it, uh, and it's aged for up to two years and so i mean i don't i don't know about you matt i'm a huge fan of the belgian sour beers with fruit and so oh yeah man really got that acidity which is like 
they're darker. I mean, so the, the, essentially they're it's like the Flanders red style, right? Yeah. So there's they're a little more tart, like a higher uh, acidity level, because some of these American darker wilds, I I'm just not as big of a fan. They kind of come across like sort of round and soft and like a little sticky, which I prefer. I prefer my stouts to be that way. So as always, we'll, we'll take an initial sip here. We'll be drinking it throughout the episode. At the end, we will give you our tasting notes on Rodenbach Alexander. So before we get into Airbnb talk, Matt, cheers. Cheers. Oh, man, I can smell those cherries. It's got a huge oaky presence, and the cherries are fantastic. Nice dark brown color to it. Yeah. It's not super tart, Mm-mm. but it's got just a little bit of that. Yeah. I like it. Not super tart, but it's not overly sweet. Yeah, we, we'll talk more about about what we think of this beer later. We can taste it some more and change our mind. <laughs> Before we launch into Airbnb. Yeah, man. What's going on? I, you know, I have weird ideas almost every day. And so my weird idea of the day... Do you know that uh, wrapping cars with advertisements used to be big years ago? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, like back in two thousand three. Yeah, and there were all these companies that would, <laughs> that would there were startups, and they were like, "Oh, I'm we're pretty sure I remember a, uh, a student at UGA had a uh, a Red Bull, like a little Red Bull shorty oh, nice. car or something like that, with like the tilted, you know, the til- giant can in the back or whatever tilted up." Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, totally. Um, wait, so you're thinking about doing this? Now? So I'm thinking about doing this. So there's a there's a startup called Rapify. W R A P. Yeah, your wife's gonna kill you. <laughs> I mentioned it to her tonight. <laughs> she laughed a little bit because she knows about that. My, you're serious about yeah. my ideas and that I'm serious. And, but you can make 40 bucks a week wrapping your car. 40 a week. Yeah. I don't know if that's enough, man. Because I'm driving through Six, the center of 60 bucks, a giant metropolitan city. I mean, with a wrap home, I mean, I don't care. I used to drive a beater like, and you know, my car is still not beautiful or anything like that, but what I, would, what would the, would you put it on the leaf or your... Yeah, uh, on my Nissan leaf. Okay. So, um, yeah. I don't hey, know. man. That's my harebrained <laughs> idea of the day. If that's if that's your... I don't... Yeah, so we've got one vehicle, right? Being a one-car family. And I just don't see... I don't see any way I could get Kate on board. I mean, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I'd be on board with that. I've got a certain level of vanity that I like to maintain, maybe. <laughs> but... I mean, I would if they were paying a lot more. I mean, you said 40 bucks? 40 bucks a week. Dude, if they're paying 400 a week. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I would, anybody's got a price, right? I mean, if it was yeah. 20 bucks a week, I wouldn't do it. But 40 bucks a week, I'm like 160 bucks a month. Break into the hundreds uh, at the end of the month? Yeah. Make I mean, it worth it? Well, that, that makes sense. Can you can you bail? Wait, so how much have you looked into this? So I have downloaded the app and it's tracked my driving to know oh kind of where I drive and, and how many miles a day and stuff. <laughs> And then it kind of tells you whether you qualify or not yeah. to be a driver for them because they want to see, they want to make sure you're driving in front of people and that your car isn't just parked in a garage. And so, you know, my driving, I guess, qualifies because I'm driving through downtown city. Yeah, midtown and, connector. Yeah, downtown midtown <laughs> connector. Like, obviously, it's going to get a lot yeah, of eyeballs. you're probably like an ideal can have a lot of people lo- s- location. A lot of people staring at me. Do you want to know what the actual first advertisement is on it? That I think is what I would end up. You already, you already know what it would. It be. looks, yeah, it looks like I can tell from the from the app. It looks like it's a, it's promoting a new show with Honey Boo Boo's mom, dude. <laughs> no, seriously, not joking. Yeah, I definitely would not do that. <laughs> I think it makes it more awesome. <laughs> I think it makes it funnier that my leaf is going to be driving around town, just like putt putting around town with oh Honey gosh. Boo Boo's mama's face on it. As soon as you said that, though, I'll, I'm thinking of that gif where Honey, like Honey Boo Boo is the little girl, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that? I mean, it's still going around that gif if, of her. If dancing. anybody doesn't know who Honey, I mean, I don't really watch TV, but that much. But no, I know who Honey Boo Boo is. Culture so phenomena. Google it. Yeah, five years ago or something, dude. Come on, how funny would that be? Yeah, I just love to do little experiments to to see what, what kind of weird ways can you make money out there. Yeah. I thought you I thought you commute to work on your bike. Yes. Yeah, so our <laughs> first episode was on biking, and I did say that, but it's been brutally cold <laughs> lately here, brutally cold. Yeah. And I did get in a bike accident too, and so I'd, my bike had been out of commission, so I've been back in my car. Yeah. Um, and so that is the reason that I have been back in the car. And so I'm going to try this out for a month. This is like a one month long campaign. All right. Well, report back. 
I'll report back. That could be a whole nother podcast. I'll see how it goes. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe if it goes well, maybe they'll consider wrapping my bike. <laughs> They're not going to wrap your bike. <laughs> I mean, or maybe I could just wear a sandwich board while I'm on yeah. my bike on the way to work. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just have a donate a kidney. You'd sell a kidney. Maybe. Dude, I hadn't even looked into that. Okay, I'm going to start looking up Craigslist. Anybody need a kidney? How much will you pay? All right. So, obviously, I like weird ways to make money. That leads us to Airbnb. Airbnb. And you talked about this a uh, few months back, I think. You mentioned to me a possibility of putting an Airbnb in your house. Yeah, we. I mean, yeah, we talked about it. Again, we're just always kind of thinking of... Just thinking of different, different ways to have a little side hustle going on. For us, you know, I mean, our income is, is variable. So having an unpredictable income keeps us on our toes and that's just something we we had considered but airbnb we don't even need to explain it right everybody knows what airbnb is sure and if anybody that doesn't it's a website where you can rent out literally a spare room in your house you can rent out an apartment an apartment a tiny home uh a whole house yeah whatever you want to do mansion and i mean we've looked i've looked on there before and seen some of the stuff that the people have listed i'm just like how this is like Janet Jackson's like mansion like down in <laughs> south of Atlanta. I mean, there's some huge houses on there. I've stayed in some really fun, interesting places on Airbnb and I've stayed in some really super cheap bedrooms on Airbnb. So I feel mm-hmm. like I've run the gamut. I mean, yeah. not like mansion houses or anything like that because I'm not a baller. But Airbnb, uh, to me, it's changed the way I travel in a really positive way. I've had a lot of oh, positive yeah. experiences with Airbnb. and Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, being able to go... To get on there and you can basically for the same amount of money that you would spend on a hotel on a crappy you know hotel you can stay in a pretty sweet place in a better location for either less money or the same you know or the same amount that you would spend on a on a crappy hotel anyway it's awesome to me the great thing is when you visit a city the hotels are usually in a couple spots and let's say you when emily and i went to norway we went to oslo and the hotels are pretty much all downtown, right? And, you know, I'm sure they're in, in some other spots. But the particular place that we wanted to stay, there's no hotels. You, yeah. you have to get an Airbnb. And it led to the best experience ever. It was yeah. a, and those like, are the places you want to visit anyway, are the places where there aren't hotels because right. there's no hotels there. <laughs> right. So it was like a 10-minute bus ride from downtown. And it's right on the fjord. Literally, it's this tiny home right on the fjord. With There's like a dock right in front of it is that where they filmed frozen is that why you wanted to uh to yeah you know that? i wanted to want to meet olaf <laughs> was there a castle there <laughs> <laughs> and we only know frozen because we, we matt and i each have daughters Dude, so we've, we've watched watching frozen. frozen non-stop lately with it being so cold i mean literally the girls are like it's cold outside let's watch frozen <laughs> <laughs> and you're like no put on my headphones yeah i actually uh, don't mind it. it's it's a good movie it is good it is good for what it is yes I prefer depressing movies, but it's fine. With the kids, it's fine. Yeah. So so that was my favorite Airbnb experience ever. I jumped in the fjord and it was awesome. It was like this ice cold water. It was like jumping in glacier yeah, water. Man. It was amazing. Awesome. But that was an experience I could not have gotten oh, before no. Airbnb yeah. existed really. Oh, is that? Yeah. I mean, it was a house on the water, right? It was almost on the water. It was okay. almost on the water. It was like a tiny home kind of in the back of somebody else's home. Right. Okay. right I, remember you the showed, I remember seeing a picture and it looked like you're, it was a picture out the window and you're looking at the Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. 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 Looking at the mountains in the fjord. Exactly. Oh man. I was incredible. Uh, yeah. I was a little jealous. That looked great. And it cost less than a hotel room. But my experience was so so magnified by yeah. doing that. And the people you meet, you know, we talked to the owner for a while and it just felt like this beautiful experience getting to meet someone from Norway, talk to them for a little bit, kind of yeah. get their vibe for what they enjoy doing, like the local experience. And you just don't get that at a hotel. You talk to a concierge who's like, yeah, there's a McDonald's around the corner. Dude, yeah, I don't even talk to the concierge. I'm just like, not worth just it. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not worth I know it. where I want to go. Just let me let me do what I want to do. And before Airbnb, I guess there was couch surfing, mm-hmm. right? So couchsurfing.com, which I, it's kind of like the predecessor of still exists. Airbnb, but couch surfing wasn't really a capitalistic endeavor. It was kind of this a little more hippie. Yeah. Like sign up, find a place to stay, connect with people. Did you ever do couch surfing? Mm-mm. Oh, you should have. I just honestly, I don't think I, I even really knew about it, to be honest with you, with you, man. Yeah. So my buddy, I love the idea of it. My buddy, Travis and I, we bought a car and we traveled across the country for three months. Mm-hmm. So we ended up doing a lot of couch surfing, finding a lot of people. Sometimes we just meet people in person and ask if we could stay at their place. Like the original form of couch surfing. Yeah. No internet needed. But we would do couchsurfing.com. And my buddy Travis, interestingly enough, after that trip, 
he met, so not on the trip with me, but he met his wife couch surfing in New Orleans. That's, that's pretty awesome. So you can find love through, the, <laughs> through these sites too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go down a path that I decided not to. <laughs> it's amazing though. It's yeah, so that cool. is, it is it. it's very cool. I mean, yeah, and Airbnb obviously provides that that's that same similar vibe, right? Like you get to meet, meet different folks, whether, I mean, sometimes the hosts aren't there, which is, which is fine, but I just like being able to stay even in a neighborhood that you wouldn't even hardly even visit. Right. Kate and I, we had a, our anniversary trip this past fall and we went up to Boston and we stayed in a neighborhood called back Bay, super ritzy. I mean, brownstones that are like 150 years old, honestly, prettier than any brownstone I've seen in like New York or Brooklyn but in Boston, dude, it was gorgeous, unreal. And we pulled up Zillow, the Zillow app on our phone, because we're like, oh, man, I wonder what some of these units are going for, you know? And we had like a fourth floor walk up or something like that. There was a fifth floor, like on the building right next door to it. And it was listed at like 1.3 million for, and all these units are, I'm going to guess maybe 1,300 square foot, like a 1,300 square foot two one. Wow at most. I mean, the one we stayed at only had a single, single bedroom, but to be able to stay there. And so I think we only paid about like 120, 120 a night to stay in a neighborhood in a part of town that we would obviously never be able to afford to live, but loved it, man. Just being able to walk the, walk the streets and walk past the buildings. And there was this sort of park down the in-between, like on this one Avenue that we got to walk down. So you're not even on the sidewalk, you're walking down like this stretch of park in between these buildings is awesome. That's Loved cool. It. That's cool. Yeah, I love that experience that Airbnb can pro- provide. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and one. That's right. Yeah. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. 
Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. No matter how hard of a worker you are, you probably like to kick back, relax, and just chill every now and then. But if you're an investor, that's the last thing you want your money to be doing. You want it to be out there working hard and kicking butt. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Betterment's automated technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help maximize returns. We're talking tools like diversified, expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs. Keeping those expense ratios low is key to seeing your investments compound over the years and decades. A high-yield cash account where your money can earn 11 times the national average. Listeners know that they need to have an emergency fund set aside for those completely unforeseen expenses. A high-yield cash account is the perfect place to park that money in automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. That way, if certain industries are, say, growing like crazy, your portfolio, it stays on track. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. So let's tell people, so Matt and I, I think Matt's, a few months ago had had the idea to do it in his house and he's kind of started work a little bit and then i'll uh, tell you guys kind of my seed that started germinating just a few weeks ago yeah, and since then i guess got you yeah. thinking so we've been thinking about it and basically we've got space under our house uh our, our basement space and so the idea is to be able to to basically create an apartment down there just to let folks know, it's not a finished basement. It's dirt, yeah, no, dirt no. floor and stuff. So like you got a lot of work to do. I mean, literally, we would have to create it. <laughs> I mean, including digging some dirt out to, to make sure we, there's enough enough head clearance. It's, I mean, technically, maybe it might be more considered to be a crawl space, <laughs> but it's a huge crawl space. I mean, I think if I if we took out like a foot of dirt, we would be able to have eight foot ceilings, you know? So it's, it's pretty big up under there. And yeah, there's not a ton of space. So... We knew we would never want it to be a traditional lease where there's somebody always down there. Part part of it has to do with too not wanting to create a kitchen, creating a, a little apartment for someone to to be able to spend the night. Obviously, a bathroom and uh, you know maybe like a little mini mini bar, mini fridge, kind of action for them to put leftovers in or something like that when they are going out to eat. But that's kind of something we're, we've been considering. I've been down there every other week or so. I go down there with like a tape measure and take measurements to. <laughs> figure things out but no we have not started actually digging or creating the space anything like that it's, it's kind of all a, it's all a pipe dream at the moment at least but, all right and yeah, so have you have you crunched numbers on it and and what what do you think you could make on it and what's your what's your aim here yeah i mean so the idea is i, I think based on the demand that i'm seeing in our neighborhood so joel and i both live in a, a pretty popular neighborhood i guess pretty close to east Atlanta village so a lot of folks are, are wanting to kind of hang out there. And I think we could rent it out like easily 20, 20 out of 30 days of the month, just about. And I think it could go for between like 60 to somewhere between 60 to 80 bucks a, a night. For how many square feet? I think we measured out about two, like somewhere between like 200 square, two to 250. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of depends though. So uh, mine started to take place because... I like to search random things in Craigslist. There's like a few of my favorite search terms that I'll type in every once in a while. If I just kind of, I got a down minute and I, just, I want my brain to race about weird stuff. And Airstream is one of the things I like to type into. Yeah. You've been talking about an Airstream for for yeah. a, a while now. Yeah. It, it's been kind of on my mind and I've looked at it at different times. And probably a year ago, I, I was looking at a couple and then I... I tossed it in a Craigslist the other day and there's a guy literally right around the corner from me, less than a mile away, who's selling an Airstream that he currently rents on Airbnb. Nice. It's su- super good looking. It's, yeah, you showed me a picture of it. Yeah, so it's my kind really, of style. Really cute. But the interior, it needs a lot of work and um, 
I'm just not sure how if I'm ready to like redo a bathroom in an airstream right now. Right. But why, why, why is he uh, why is he selling it? He's moving. So it just kind of got me thinking specifically about that one, and then figuring out the market a little bit more. So I went to there. There's a Airstream Classifieds website. So I'm digging through there to kind of see what's nearby and what's available, and to kind of see like if Auto Trader for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for for Airstream. Ex- exactly, exactly. So Craigslist has like some merit there, but these Airstream Classifieds, if you're willing to travel, especially, I think are it's it's a it's a better website. You can you can get a better idea of the value too. So after looking at that, I knew that this guy was asking too much. I he would think he was asking eighteen, and I think probably for his, I'd be willing to pay like. 10 to 12. Yeah. Uh, it's because I found some that were bigger and had much better renovations done to them. Okay. And yeah, that, cause that was something I was, I was thinking about when you told me that, which is it's one thing to do a renovation, I guess on a regular traditional building or home. I feel like with a Airstream, there's going to be specific, specific parts or sure. And like, that's going to make it, I, I mean, I think at least I've never done this, but I, I feel like it would make it a little trickier to kind of replace stuff like a bathroom, for instance, and that's definitely the case for for certain parts of the airstream, but I think you have a lot of leeway too. Really? Okay. I mean, there's people that tile out the bathrooms and airstreams, and so you can kind of basically of, just do whatever you want. It's not like you're trying to restore it to its original, right? Original yes. condition, or yeah, yeah. It's not a restoration. It's it really is just a renovation. Okay. And a lot of people have renovated and and done them well. So there was one about an hour north of us. They're asking about twenty thousand, but crunching the numbers, like you said, rented out. On average, twenty nights a month, which I think is pretty reasonable. Yeah, it kind of gives you a little bit of flex to even say no to folks if you know you want to have a party that weekend or something, and yeah, save it for yourself. And for, we, for I know a couple people in town that have their own Airbnbs, and they've pretty much said twenty to twenty-five nights a month is pretty average. Okay, for nice. for running theirs out. So, what do you think you could? Yeah, what do you, as far as the other numbers, how much do you think you could get for it? So I think. uh $20,000 Airstream would be able to rent for on Airbnb for roughly $65 a night, maybe 75 if we do some good landscaping and stuff back there too. Yeah, make it look cute around it and stuff. Yeah, get good reviews, get, get landscaping back there and make yeah. sure it's a good experience. Well, and I mean, I will say for you specifically, an Airstream I think is perfect for your location. Like your house is a corner lot. You've got that concrete slab or whatever and i assume that's where you're, is that what you're thinking about that's exactly okay, where, yeah. yeah so basically it used yeah, you to have, back it up right onto that and yeah. you've basically i mean it's a perfect spot man yeah side access off the street so it's not like they're having to like go through your front gate if you you know exactly the backyard yeah, you've really got a good setup the backyard really feels like uh entirely separate space in a lot of ways from yeah. the house like we don't use the backyard all that much mm-hmm. it's this perfect space though for this yeah so yeah, it kind of feels like a different lot separate lot almost yeah so it just feels like it's it really is kind of perfect for us it's not kind of trying to shove a square peg into a round hole it really actually does fit yeah and so yeah so unlike maybe us (laughs) what do you mean it's not like it's everything's already there laid out perfect for us it would definitely be some work but i mean i'm not afraid of hard work or you know even like manual labor since the idea is to be able to do a lot of that myself when i'm not busy with my full-time job kind of you know pick it up in between uh during the slow season but yeah so let's say it's 60 dollars a night rent it out 20 nights a week airbnb takes her cut let's say you're making a thousand dollars a month yeah that's pretty good you're yeah, gonna yeah, pay off a year yeah you're gonna pay off the airstream in less than two years 18 grand yeah year and a half maybe plus i want to have an airstream just, just to like <laughs> take my family around one of these days oh man speaking of airstreams like so monday night uh, brewery oh yeah, yeah, yeah new brewery over on the so they've got this, their second location now and then their j- massive tasting room they've, it's an airstream right don't they have that totally or a, a well, camper or something you remember we went on one of the opening nights we took our kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> i lost my youngest yeah your, your daughter was lost where was she inside the airstream <laughs> this run down beat up airstream it was pretty funny yeah was and awesome. i'm a bad dad <laughs> <laughs> you're okay it's fine i'm average at least I'll take that. Yeah, let's talk about some some more of the benefits then. Yeah. Right? So Yeah, so I think, I mean, you can make money. You can, uh, let's say you rent out a room in your house. There's a lot of people that can do that. Let's say you're living in a two-bedroom place and you don't use one of the bedrooms or maybe you do, but you could stop using it sometimes, certain times. There's a guy that I talked to just the other day who does this very thing. He rents out just one room in his house, just a regular dude. He's a teacher 
and he made over three thousand dollars last year from Airbnb just from an extra just room. from an extra yeah. room that he'd rent out sometimes yeah that's awesome I think a lot of people based on anytime we've gotten on there and looked around at some of the available uh, houses or rooms or whatever near us there are I mean the vast majority of folks that's what it is it's not it's not an entire house it's just a room yeah and which is why I think what I mean I think it's part of why an, uh, an airstream or a separate apartment would be amazing because you can say that you've got your own space. It's, you're right. not sharing it with anybody. And I think for folks, they don't need something huge. They just want to be able to, sometimes if you're at a conference or, or you're in town to see a concert or to see family, you don't want to have to also go home to where you're, you know, go back to where you're staying and talk to somebody. You just want to be able to walk in, close the door and just go to sleep or watch some TV or something. Yeah. Open the door and walk in drunk at 1am or something yeah. like that. And like <laughs> the, the, the host is sleeping just they can hear you. That, that feels a little awkward. I agree. I usually... We've slept, we've done the bedroom thing before, but it's not our preference. We yeah. definitely prefer our own spot. It's a, it's a, it can be a little awkward sometimes. Yeah. And even if it costs a little bit more, we're usually willing to spend the extra money to exactly. have our own place. But that's why the Airstreams or small rooms are perfect. Oh, yeah. I love a small room by itself or, or, or something like that. Just I don't care if... If it's a, a smaller space, but it's our space, I'd, ra- I'd rather do that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'd rather have our space than this massive space that we're sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But but yeah, so it, income, right? And it's not just income. It's, I mean, the benefit of that is to diversify, right? And so if, totally. I mean, that's for, for us. It's just being able to diversify the, the kind of the different income streams that we have coming in, the different sources of income. Again, with our, ver- our income being more variable to be able to... So to have a little extra extra flow coming in from a different source, man, that's great. And for it to be more passive. Yeah. You know, that's what's so great about this is not, it's not like you're having to work really hard to do this. It's just a, a few clicks here and there and maybe cleaning up the place or what have you. But it's, it's definitely a little more passive than most folks nine to five. Yeah. I'm all about that diversification. If you're one of those people that wants to retire early, I think doing something like this is great. There's a lot of people that buy a duplex, live at half, rent out the other half, and it pays for most of the mortgage. Anything you can do like that, you know, house hacking, uh, having your own Airbnb, th- those kind of things will help you to get that extra income stream. And you can divert that to saving for retirement or building up to buy more things that will actually bring you a return in the long run. Yeah, you can buy more leafs that you can wrap to uh, yes. ma- even make even more money. It's just this compounding machine. Well, you know, there's some people that have, there's a few people that do Turo, which is a website where you can rent your car out. Yeah. yeah. And there's a few people, few people that have found it to work so well for them that they buy a fleet of cars. Basically no. they become their own rental car company. Dude, are you totally. Yeah. Oh God, that sounds terrible to me. I know. I don't want to do that either, but those kind of, I love the, the, there's these side hustles exist yeah, now. Yes. There's it is nice for folks to have options out there, right? I guess just the whole car side of it. Just I just feel like so much can go wrong with the I don't know with the vehicle. You got yeah. people driving around, hitting people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no one's gonna kill somebody with your airstream, right? Like, but I don't know. Something about a vehicle just kind of freaks me out. I don't I, I don't like cars. I think if you get into the Airbnb game, you're gonna want to consider how much money you're willing to put forward up front mm-hmm. and you're going to want to keep the investment minimal. I wouldn't suggest going out and buying a house and putting it up on Airbnb and seeing how it works out, seeing if it sticks. And obviously there's some locations that will work better than others. So if you live in rural Pennsylvania, I don't know, maybe a lot of people come there to visit, but maybe they don't. So you're going to want to look at the market, see what's around you, look up on Airbnb. You can see what other rentals are currently available, what they're charging Talk to somebody that's done it. Do your research, but don't overinvest. Don't put in a bunch of money. Yeah, don't go when, crazy. <laughs> when you can't get the return. Yeah, need to be smart about it. And like you said, man, like that map feature is just so nice. You can literally go to where you live, look around and just get some comps. If, if they've got a ton of reviews and a lot of activity, well, guess what, man? They're, they're running it out a bunch and it might be worthwhile. Yeah, like I was looking, there's a $100 night one here and $60 night one there and I can say, well... If I got this Airstream, it'd be a little bit better than that one and not quite as good as that one. And so this is probably the market rate I could charge. Yeah. You know, if it is going to work out for you to do Airbnb, if you've got, you know, either even just an investment property is that, man, you have the potential to make a lot more than if you had a traditional lease, like a traditional one-year lease where you've got a full-time, full-time tenant. Yeah. 
you could have someone in there for half that time and be making more than you'd probably likely be able to pull in rent, at least here in Atlanta. Yeah. And so part of me has thought about using this as kind of a, like a little test, a to, test. Yeah. <laughs> because I have houses right around the corner mm-hmm. that I lease on a yearly basis and might be switching over to Airbnb. If I kill it in Airbnb, why not start running, you know, furnish those homes and, and see what I can do on shorter term rentals or Airbnb. This is why it seems appealing is that it seems that you can save on. So there's going to, there's always some expenses when it comes to buying like a new house, like an investment property. That's something, you know, like you and I, we've got a couple investment properties. It's something that we're into, but there's a lot of money associated with that. It's, you know, you're looking at additional insurance. You're looking at the cost to purchase the home, just closing costs and just the general upkeep of a set completely separate house and taxes and just everything. I mean, throw a trailer in your backyard. <laughs> Sorry, Air, Airstream. I don't want to <laughs> I don't make it sound like a double wide. But or, you know, we finish out the basement apartment. Some of those costs are already baked in. They're already built into your existing property. So yeah. those are costs that it's overhead that you don't have to even consider when it comes to uh, when it comes to an Airbnb. I agree. I think that was a lot of the benefit that I see in doing an airstream doing an airbnb it's more rental. affordable kind of upfront right totally more affordable better return and less less hassle less to deal with well we'll talk about that in a second i think running it out of the day-to-day there's can be a lot of hassle there but the tax structure right like if i buy a house i'm gonna have to pay real estate i'm gonna have to pay taxes annually on that mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to have insurance all that stuff right like you just mentioned with an airbnb I don't really have to have any of that. And so it makes it a lot more appealing to just grab something, put it in my backyard that's kind of going unused in a lot of ways and is a perfect space for it. Do that. See how things go. You think I could... uh, So we just built built a playhouse for the girls in in the backyard over Christmas. And do you think I'd be able to... (laughs) Like it literally, like an Airstream or kind of a basement apartment, it gets you thinking and you're like, man, how much would somebody spend to sleep... It's the equivalent of, I mean, it's nicer than like a, a, a sh- camping shelter, like on the AT. If somebody wanted to just come to Atlanta and <laughs> sleep in their sleeping bag. <laughs> it doesn't really have a door that closes. <laughs> and it does. It's got, it's got a nice tin roof. You might be able to get like three bucks a night. Three. I, dude, I bet somebody would pay t- like 10 or 20. Get some electricity out there and maybe. Yeah. No. I got, you know, I, no, yeah, it's true. You'd, people at least want to be able to charge their cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. No electricity. I don't think anybody wants that for more than but, three bucks a night. Yeah. Zero cost uh, there. I mean, obviously it costs us some money to, to build it, but yeah. So are you concerned about like the sort of the day-to-day keeping up with it, cleaning? I'm not. Yeah. And I tell you, I'll tell you why. I think certainly there is, there's a lot of like learning curve, I think on the front end on that, that will definitely happen. But just like take the sheets off and just shake them and just put them back. <laughs> I think we'll definitely have two sets of sheets, probably three. Nice. And just change them out every time. Oh, I hear you. Okay. Same with towels, linens, all that stuff. Right. And but we'll keep it super basic. Yeah. There will be two plates and a coffee pot and two mugs. Yeah, that's all you need. You know, yeah, there's gonna be two of everything and it's gonna be super chill. There's not gonna be a whole lot involved. And I think it's gonna be quick wipe down of the counters, you know, quick sweep and get out of there disinfect uh, good to go right yeah i think it'll take 20 to 30 minutes yeah. maybe and maybe a little bit longer in the beginning as we're kind of learning our system but i'm not really worried about that and i think if you create enough barrier in between the checkout and the check-in uh and there's some like great, time you mean like just for as far as time yeah so okay, checkouts yeah. at 11 and or, and check-in is until 3 p.m or something yeah, like that. three or five give yourself a few hours yeah so if i give myself that kind of leeway yeah then I think I think it's easy. Um, obviously, I haven't done it yet, but I've talked to other people that have, and I feel like I've gotten a good understanding. And most people say it's pretty chill. It's really not that hard. And yeah. and again, one of my favorite things about doing Airbnb myself, going and renting a place, is meeting the people. And I don't do that every time. You know, lots of times the person that runs the runs the joint isn't there. But I love that when I do get to yeah. meet them and hang out with them and get a little insider knowledge. And I really think I love the other side of it too, getting to meet people that are visiting our okay, town and hear what they're in, in town for. Yeah. yeah. And hey, whoa, well, have you thought about going to this place and creating a, a book of some of my favorite places yeah. for them to go see and stuff like that? It sounds like a, a labor of love too. Jules Guide to Atlanta. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of greasy food and 
in a lot of like concert venues. Yeah. So I do think it would be easier with them both. I mean, both of what we're considering are on site, like at our own, yes, own house. And so with you in your backyard, with us potentially, you know, down in the basement, that seems really easy. But to have to maybe get in the car or hop on the bike and ride over to a different, you know, a different house to where that's set up, I I see that being way more of a hassle to actually leave the home. I mean, you know, to if you had to just walk in the backyard, like that's, I think that's, I mean, that's definitely a benefit to our specific situations is that there's just, it would be so easy to, to just for us to run downstairs, change the sheets, clean up. Like if I wasn't home, Kate could do, you know, I work from home. So that's another reason for me that it's, it would be great. It's just like, well, I'm already here. It's be really easy for me to, you know, just hop down there and do that. But even if I wasn't here, man, if you know, one of the girls, the couple of girls were taking a nap or something like that during the middle of the day, Kate could run down there, knock it out. If I, if I had a meeting or if I was out of, out of town or something. Yeah. And I thought about that for our, my rental house. It's just around the corner. It's about half mile away, but I wasn't ready to, kind of tested out on a full-fledged rental like that until I did like an experiment like this. I want to see how it works close up in my backyard and how I'm able to tend to it and see what what how much of a pain in the ass factor does this add to my life. And once I do that, then I feel like I'll know, okay, cool. Is it, is it going to be worth it for me? Will I make enough return on my money to make it worth it to turn my regular annual rental into an Airbnb as well? It's around the corner. Yeah. If I can make a thousand dollars more a month, it's probably going to be worth the hassle factor. But yeah, I mean, if you're I, willing I, to drive around the wrap car for, for 160 right. a month, <laughs> right, right. I still can't, I, yeah, I still can't get past that. Well, I can't wait to report back and let yeah, you know how, honey, know. how honey boo boo's mom is doing oh on the side God. of my car. I do not want to see your vehicle. <laughs> it's going to be awesome <laughs> with her face on it. So, so can we, we talked about the, like the ups, the upside, right? The positives, yep. a lot of benefits. potential positives. Uh, what are you concerned about? Have you thought through like potential downsides? Sure. Yes, totally. Are you worried about the whole murder thing? Uh, somebody getting killed? <laughs> you know, that didn't come on my list of potential downsides on my pros and cons. I list. could totally see a body, uh, in an airstream, like way before I could see a body in a basement apartment. Really? <laughs> well, I think they're both ripe yeah. for it. <clears throat> Once I said it out loud, I was like, oh yeah, the basement apartment sounds pretty bad to you. <laughs> Oh man, that's I mean, totally where yeah. you've got dirt floors right now, dude. They're gonna find a way, dude. They're, they're, they're polished concrete floors. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna mm. be so nice. All right. Uh, yeah. So I think the potential downsides. One, the first one, are that hassle factor, which is why I haven't looked into doing my regular rental as an Airbnb. And I think the yeah. the hassle factor of. And I think you have to choose. Like I, I, on Airbnb, you can set up whether you want to allow yeah. a minimum stay. And minimum stay the, yeah and it, so i'm thinking i don't know probably two night minimum stay because i don't i don't want it to do it every day every day right yeah but that's one of the biggest <clears throat> factors to me was the inconvenience factor but i think if we get it down to science and you know my wife works a little bit but works from home and and so if we can kind of transfer those duties and you know oh hey can you cover this this day and can you cover this that day i think mm-hmm. we i think we'll be fine it's just yeah. downside though coming up yeah. with a system but that's a downside for sure yeah, it's definitely not I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it as a positive like a second ago, but how it's sort of this automated source of income, right? But it's not truly passive income. It's, right. not, it's not like an investment that's earning dividends, uh, something like that. Well, that's one of, I, I got to be honest. It still what, involves work. That's one of my pet peeves is anybody calling something passive income. There's only a certain amount of passivity that you can right. actually expect from a rental home or an Airbnb. Yeah. And, and it's not... To call it passive income it feels like a massive overstatement because there's a lot of work involved in buying and actually keeping up with your rental home and your tenants and mm-hmm. and making sure you run one that that is good in a place where people want to live and so yeah passive income is is a phrase i like to avoid usually and yeah running an airbnb would definitely not be considered passive income in my book but it's a different way of income i, th- I think you can the way i think of it is making a lot more than you could with your time doing this than you could doing a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. if I spend, you, you know, let, let's say 30 minutes a day, four days a week running this Airbnb. And so that's, you know, two hours a week I'm putting into that, but I can make a thousand dollars a month from it. That's a really good return on my time investment. Oh yeah. So that's what I, the way I look at it, not as a, this, 
think it's going to run itself necessarily. Although there's a lot of mechanisms you can put in that will help it run itself in a lot of ways. Exactly. And so, yeah, th- yeah. To counter that, you could just set up a cleaning service. Where, you know, where where they know the system. You just send them a text or something like that. You and you can set up the. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I forget. But like the instant book, basically. Like you don't yeah. have to approve and click through with messages and stuff like that. You just. I, I assume you set a filter that you're willing to accept people above a certain rating. And then also a lot of that can be automated and you just set up the rules and instructions on how to get in with the keypad and all that, all that action. And it kind of solves some of those problems, but yeah, but yeah, so you're talking about only putting in 30 minutes, right? And so it seems like a no brainer. Another downside though, is that it still takes some upfront costs. Totally. You're right. It's yeah. not like all of a sudden you can just start doing this. <laughs> Although if you, I mean, if you have a room, so if, you know, if you already have a room in your house, like we're both talking about dropping some money to basically set us up for this additional revenue, revenue stream. But if you've already, I mean, if you've already have a, a room in your house, that's just not being used and it's just got your golf clubs or just whatever other junk sitting around in it, dude, you could do it in one Saturday oh with gosh, 50, liter- 50 bucks. Yes. Like, I mean, literally just have you, you can do it all in one weekend because you could set up a yard sale, <laughs> sell your extra crap. Uh, use some of that money to spruce up the room, maybe a new coat of paint, new coat like of paint. get some new linens, uh, some new towels. It is kind of a no brainer if you're up for, up for, up for it. Up for house guests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so Woo-hoo. we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A downside, though, to house guests are privacy. <laughs> sure. You're going to have some privacy issues then if you... Uh, you know, you've got somebody staying in your house potentially. So that's the, 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 the lowest cost of entry is the room, extra room inside your house. But then that's also going to be the most problematic when it comes to, you know, having house guests. You're not going to have nearly as much privacy. And for, for us, for like with a young family, that's going to be kind of a, I don't think we would be well reviewed on the uh, Airbnb if we were renting out a room inside our house. Yeah. And I'm definitely not. Um, I'm, I wouldn't do that either. That's just not, yeah, yeah. that's not where I'm it's, at, but I would not where we are. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people or for instance, back when I was single before I got married, I would have been, you know, and I, I, I initially bought a two bedroom house and I rented out one of the rooms to a friend. I would have been totally okay. Airbnb being that for the time, but at the point in, in my life that I'm at now, I wouldn't do it. So we actually have a back addition to our house that connects to where we live and it would make a great Airbnb, but I'm just not willing to do it because it literally attaches to our house. We hear them. They hear us. We wanted someone that was going to be the same person and the same person's lived there for three years now. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, you knew her before yeah. as well. Yeah. We, we wanted to be able to know that person. Yeah. She's, she's a friend. Yeah. Cause it's that close of quarters and I just wouldn't be comfortable doing an Airbnb with that. So you definitely have to figure out how close am I going to be to these people and how comfortable do I feel and that's definitely a judgment call for you. And don't just look at the dollar signs. Think about the ways it's going to impact your life. But you can also do a test. You can test out. Yeah, that's what's so cool about that. Well, especially with a room. Yeah, with a room. There's zero, almost you know very little cost up front. You can just try it out. Yeah. So, but like obviously with the Airstream or the basement apartment, we're going to have to do a little more digging. We're going to have to yeah. make sure the numbers are going to work out. Literal digging uh, on, on my end. Literally, some literal <laughs> digging on your end as basically a laborer in your own home. Yeah. Did I tell you I I, uh, I texted my my contractor friend, James? No. I, so I told him, I was like, hey, man, I've got like two to 300 square feet worth of dirt. If I need to dig down about two feet with one person doing the work, how much, you know, how, how long do you think you, it would take? And he got back and was just like, whoa. <laughs> He's like, first of all, how far do you need to move the dirt? I was like, uh, maybe 20, 30 feet. He's like, are you going to be using a wheelbarrow? I'm like, yes. He's like, three weeks of hard labor. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, that sounds, sounds pretty brutal, that but sounds awful. at the same time, it kind of sounds awesome. Cause it's like, Oh man, I'm going to be a stud by the time, by the time I get done with that. It's I'm true. Gonna have a, some strong shoulders and a strong back. It's your workout routine right there. Yeah. Free, the same time. free workout routine. The appeal of that kind of actually sounds, I over, overly romanticize it. I think in my mind, but I think it sounds pretty cool. Well, once you're a weekend, I'll be interested to hear yeah. how, <laughs> how you're romanticizing. Might have a different different tune at that point. Yeah. But are you decided at this point? Have you guys decided that like we're definitely going to do this? It's just a matter of finding the right deal, or are you guys still kind of on the fence? I'd say we're we're eighty percent committed. So nice. yeah, we're not one hundred percent in. So actually, so I didn't realize you guys were that committed. I like it. On our last episode, we talked about budgeting, and I talked about how our which, by the way. I hope that's not too dry for people. The budgets, the budgeting uh, episode. Oh, no, I do. They loved it. They ate it up. <laughs> you know that. They I'm just saying it, it can be a drier subject. And I remember when we got, when I got, when we got finished that one up, I was thinking about, it. I was like, man, why did we choose budgets? No, dude, that was they're this. so important. Yeah. Right. Everybody so, needs one. And I talked about how our goal for 2018 yeah, was, to, was to pay off debt. Yeah. And that was, and we don't have a lot of it, very little in fact, but it was like, let's just, go hard at it and we'll be done with it in the first six months of 2018. Yes. And then I get this harebrained idea to buy a freaking Airstream <laughs> and things change. There goes the uh, pay off the debt 2018 plan. <laughs> Overnight. But as you know, if you're buying real estate, really the the best way to do it, if you want to maximize your returns, maximize your efforts is to take on debt, take on smart debt. And I feel like I've always taken on smart debt, had 20 to 25% to put down every time. And so th this again would be like, okay, do we take on a smart amount of debt? Do we basically for instead the, of paying off, yeah, instead of ta taking it because I've got about ten grand in cash, mm -hmm. do I take ten grand more on the home equity loan and put it towards it, and then say sayonara to paying it off in the next six months, or 
or do we really stick to that plan? And you know me, I can't, I can't pass up a deal. So I feel like it's going to come down on Airstream. Kind of comes down to the numbers though. I mean, you know the terms the of your, of your uh, home equity loan, I guess. I don't know. I don't, we hadn't gone into de- details about that. But. Yeah, no, it's, they're super chill. Okay. And so I, I feel like it's worth it to take out a little bit more. Yeah. You're a little riskier on this little, uh, you like to live life on the edge a little more. Yeah. But dude, I'm pretty risk averse, man. Like I said, all my, all my real estate deals have been done with 20 to 25% down and never paid PMI. Never, you know, I, I, I don't like debt at all. And I wouldn't encourage people to take on debt for many things. Uh, but I think if you have a plan to pay it off quickly for, for instance, it would turn from a six month plan, probably to like a year and a half plan. We would just, basically throw all the proceeds from this Airbnb Airstream back at that debt, pay it off quickly. And then boom, after that, we got this amazing source of cash flow every month and we don't have any debt on it. Yeah. What if another uh, real estate deal comes along and in 12 months, 12 months from now? Yeah, but the... You going to pounce on that one? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) That's the thing. It's hard to predict. It's hard to predict. But... I, I will say this. I don't think that the numbers on any sort of real estate deal are better than the numbers on an Airstream in my backyard. Like they just can't be. Right. Like well, the, the return on your money is just so good. Yeah. The ROI for sure as far as it as, as, a, as a revenue stream. However, to me, that's one of the downsides of setting up an Airbnb instead of doing a, a separate, an actual property, an actual investment property, is that you're not going to see the growth, Right. Like I think what's important is to see it as an income stream and not really an investment because it's not really, it's not going to go up in value. It's going to immediately provide income, which is awesome. And it's a, it's an income stream for sure. But as opposed to a property that, uh, that, you know, you've purchased recently in a kind of up and coming part of town, man, you're going to see that thing continue to climb over the years. As far as, as far as the value, you're going to see rents go up. Obviously, you know, your taxes are going to go up a little bit too, but but there's more than one way to make money when you've got an, invest, an investment property, right? You've got, you've got the income stream, but then you've got the increasing value of the home. And so to me, at least, that's one of the downsides to consider with an Airstream or with the, the basement apartment. You're putting your money in a non-appreciating asset. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And I totally understand that. But I will also say this, that where we're located right here in, in the heart of Atlanta, we have an idea and, and some thoughts behind what neighborhoods are, are going in a have a positive trajectory oh, yeah. or going in a, in a positive direction. But for the most part, for people buying rental properties and neither you or I is buying speculatively for sure. But we have ideas of neighborhoods that we think are going to do better over the long term and outpace the market growth wise. And so that is something that goes into our minds when buying an investment property. But that is not what should cross most people's minds in most areas over most p- periods of time you really want to look purely at the cash flow. That should be 90% of your reason for buying something. And if you think that, I think it's an added bonus usually if the neighborhood appreciates faster than others. Definitely. Or, yeah. or if it's you know more up and coming and you make a good purchase by doing that, that's great. That's like, that's icing on the cake, but that's not necessarily what you want to make your decision on either. And so I think that's why I think the, Airbnb, if you're looking at it purely from those number sense, which is for the most part, what you should be looking at when you're looking at real estate. Although I care about the neighborhood I'm buying in a lot more than, than just the numbers and and you do too. But when you crunch the numbers on, on the Airbnb, the numbers are better than, than any real estate deal that, that I've oh, yeah. <laughs> been able to crunch the numbers. Oh, I agree. On, that as I've far, as far, yeah. The, the, yeah. The actual revenue stream and the ROI yeah, you're gonna you're gonna win over a traditional investment property. Yeah, it's just a balance, though. You know, like you want to consider. I mean, I definitely when I crunch my numbers, I definitely take into account the, the potential potential growth in equity. So yeah. All right, Matt. So where are you guys at on this possible rental Airbnb rental? Are you uh, you gonna start digging tomorrow? No. <laughs> I'll come videotape it. <laughs> We're still considering it. We're still talking about it. Well, you know, we spend some when we spend time on the road driving. These are the things we talk about. No, we're, I mean, I don't think we're anywhere near, like you said, if you're, if you guys are 80%, we're 50, 50 at this point. We'll see. All right. Yeah, man. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep everyone up to speed on what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's fun to kind of build something. Yeah. Right? And so this is kind of getting an Airstream or, or, or actually literally building out of an apartment. It's, it's building something. So it's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. We're going to keep you guys posted and let y'all know. Yeah. It's really fun to think about, even if I don't end up doing some of these things that I 
that I think about and sound like fun. I just I enjoy thinking about them anyway and thinking about the, the possibilities. Just like, you know, the possibility of putting Honey Boo Boo's mom on the side of my car. It's, it's exciting. Oh, man. Makes me happy. Does not make me happy thinking. thinking Four, 40 that. bucks a week, man, to look at that mug every time I get in my car. All right. What do you think about this uh, this beer? Right. Ro- Rodenbach Alexander. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous in the glass. I've had a few different Rodenbachs in my day, and this is my favorite one of, of theirs. There's, they always have a similar kind of taste, and they're always usually really oaky and have kind of a nice little fruitiness to them. Yeah, really oaky is the fruit, and for me, it's the acidity. I feel like not all... Well, in general, I think that's what I'm drawn to about the Flanders Red dial. It's the the Rodenbach beers always have a nice little sweetness to them too, and this one has that same thing. And I think it's the cherries too that really come out and give it a little bit of that nice. Yeah, little maybe sweetness. a little more than some of so like their Grand Cru or even the yeah. regular. But like the natural sweetness, like that natural cherry sweetness. You know they make their regular, like the original Rodenbach now, and like four like packs, four packs or six packs. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that because yeah. it used to be where you could you'd only you could only get that in a um, you know like a huge bottle. 750 milliliter bottle like a, it's kind of nice to be able to crack open a, just a can of that if you just want to try it out for yourself so i know i'm all about the smaller versions of packaging so yes i well, can it just makes it last longer instead of yeah a, i mean we're drinking the big bottle here because we're together but kate How? doesn't always want to drink one of these nice beers with me and i, I can't afford to crack one of these open every every other night so. right right yeah that's why i like the four packs and six packs usually but uh, it's nice every once in a while to be able to crack one of these nicer bigger bigger bottles yeah um, it's like wrapped speaking of wrap this bottle's wrapped <laughs> yeah it is oh i totally put that wrap on my car rodenbach yeah rodenbach looks alexander like, i'd rep that looks like why is it alexander it looks like alexander hamilton or something like that but it's from belgium i doubt it oh yeah that'd be kind of anti <laughs> anti-belgium yeah but if you're into fruited sour beers which literally, if I had to say what my favorite beer style was, that would probably Fruit be Fruit Sours, yeah. yeah. I'd, say, I'd say this is definitely one that you should yeah. consider. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. And it's kind of a lighter. Sometimes I like the ones that, that make your mouth pucker just a little bit more than this. But um, but if you're if you're looking for kind of an entry-level one into this genre too, it's perfect for that. This is the perfect entry-level fruited sour beer. So Rodenbach Alexander, it's really nice. We'll have a picture for you up on the website and a, and a little review on our show notes and you should give it a shot yeah absolutely so let's recap all right buying an airbnb there's positives yeah you can make money from it and if you have a spare room in your house it's actually pretty simple to clean it up paint it up and get it listed and maybe make a little bit of money yeah great easy way just to try like kind of test out the waters if, you, if you've got a room if you're thinking about you know adding onto your house or finishing out a basement or, or purchasing an airstream be careful. Know what you're doing. You don't want to go over the top on something that you're not even sure if you're cut out for just from a work standpoint, from a privacy standpoint. And obviously make sure you've, you've got the money or, or, or some smart financing lined up to consider as well. Yeah. Crunch the numbers. Know your own limitations. Make sure that you're ready to take on the challenge and know that you're going to be making money quickly on it because you don't want to, you don't want to post it and not be making any money and it be a waste of your time. Absolutely. So there's positives and negatives and Matt and I will continue to report back on where we're at in our Airbnb potentials. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. But for now, thanks for listening. Yeah. Check out our website, howtomoney.com. We'll have show notes up for this episode. And if you like what you hear, let us know, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, buddy. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. 
I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.